0: Good evening, everyone.
1: Hello,
2: Paul.
0: Good evening. I, I Good evening, everyone. I hope we are all fine. Yeah, good. Thank you.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Thank you. So um, welcome once again to uh, another session of our Thursday Bible Studies. And... Um, In the last two weeks we've started the recap on um, our last uh, series which is knowing god series and um, follow took to the previous part and has explored the concept of trinity um and so today we'll be rounding up the, the recap then we'll be focusing more on god the nature of god and the names of god um But before we start, I would like us to pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for another opportunity to learn at your feet. Thank you for your word that is sufficient to give us the inheritance. Thank you because whenever we gather, you always speak your word. Thank you because we know tonight you've prepared your word again for us. Cause your word to come expressly. I pray for everyone here for those that will be listening to this later, that your word will do us good in the name of Jesus. And as the topic um, is named, Knowing God, we pray that at the end of this series, by the time we'll be rounding you up today, we'll get to know you better. And even beyond that, for the rest of our lives, you continue to reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. So welcome again. Um, welcome again. So tonight we will be exploring uh, more on the nature of God um, and the names of God. So the topic that we've been exploring and recapping on is a form of revision and revisiting the topic that we've learned for months is knowing God, knowing God um so i would like to start by asking us what does it mean to know god what does it mean to know god Uh, i remember that was where we started uh, a few months ago what does it mean to know god what does it mean to know god Um, the floor is open for anyone to contribute what uh, do you understand by knowing god i know many times we have used the word oh those in fact some will go as far as uh, quoting the scripture to say, those that know their God will act strong and they will do experts. So, uh, what does it mean to know God? So the floor is open for anyone to contribute.
1: For me? Oh, by the way, yeah. guys, I have That's new glasses. Um, so for me to know God is to have a personal relationship with him, to know his character, his heart, his ways. And what makes that come to life and not just a bunch of things I'm reading and um, so that I don't have the knowing of God, but I know God is on the experience that I have with Him.
0: Amen. So amen, amen to important. that. Amen. By the way, your your glasses is looking it's looking good. It's amen to that. Um, so like you said to know god to know his character if really take some of the things we explored and we're still going to go through them um do we have any other addition from anyone else susie it's as if you want to come on meet. do you have something okay no 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 so uh, let's open our bible matthew chapter 7 verse 21 to 23. Uh, i would like to use that as the answer script matthew Um, so please if you are if if you are there please feel free to come and mute and read matthew chapter 7 from verse 21 to 23 Um. so anyone that gets there should feel free to read for us matthew chapter 7 of oh, verse 21 through
1: 23. I'm ready. Matthew seven verse twenty-one to twenty-three. It says, Not and not and it's the new living translation. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who are who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesize in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law.
0: Thank you. That, uh, my prayer is that this voice uh, is actually, uh, should I say, a parable, a prophecy of what I is going to be. And I pray this voice will not come to me. Any one of us here uh, in the name of Jesus. So we find out two things here. Number one is Jesus Christ saying he's talking about the will of God and he also emphasize the fact that you see if we want to bring it closer to us, it's as if God is saying "I don't know you. or standing there, he said, I say, I'll tell them I don't know you." but they claim to know God. So going by this, we can see that uh, knowing God is a two-way thing, meaning you know God. And at the same time, God is able to say, I know him also. I know him also. I know him also. I know him also. And another flip side, in addition to that, is knowing God on our own side is that we know God's will for our life. So if we want to put those three sentences together, we can say we knowing God's will and God knowing us. That's what it means to know God to know god's will as human and from the other side of god god can testify that i know him uh, we we can see what happened in the case of jesus um at his baptism god testifies i know this one this is my beloved uh son um to know god means to have a deep intimacy with him that was said during the session to have a deep and i love the adjective deep because intimacy is of various levels so a deep and uh, in that class we describe it to say uh, although it's a similitude it's not exact i mean the intimacy is more than that it can be ascribed to intimacy of um what was used in genesis by uh by uh, uh, adam it was said that adam knew his wife so that kind of intimacy another thing someone gave example during the class is about the knowing of a child the knowing of a child and it's very interesting to see that when we see young ones irrespective when they are crying and they need to uh to be uh pampered you will discover there's no other person that can do this as their mother as a matter of fact you see some people they react when another person carries them but once immediately their mother grabs them or their father they feel welcome so it's the knowing the deep intimacy between we uh and God and maybe i will ask this question that kind of intimacy of knowing how do we know that this person know god so i want i want to open the floor with that uh the floor is open how do you know you know, it's very easy to say i know god then how will you how will i know that for i know god how will i know that okay anna anna knows god or oh, extraordinary it knows god
3: maybe through my actions and also through the way that I'm living my life. So if you know you you were saying something about intimacy, right? So in order for us to have that intimacy with God, then that means we'll have to like start being like Christ and start imitating. Because Jesus is like a mirror to us. So we'll start imitating him. So once we start doing that, all the brothers and sisters who know who Jesus is or who God is can see that without us even actually saying know that we're children of god they can see that through our actions
0: and through the way that we're acting so yeah thank you any other addition any other addition how um will you know it's very easy for you to know you know god i know i know god but how will you ascertain how how can you be sure that okay this person i'm relating with knows god
4: I think I'll probably want to buttress what uh, Edith just mentioned because um, uh, we had a mentorship with Anna on Saturday, last Saturday, and in one of the texts that she used, she talked about how, I guess she looks at it on the flip side as well, that God knowing someone and the proof based on First Corinthians, I can't remember the title, the verse again, was for the person to do God's will or to love God, um, and that's a basis by which God knows people. And so me keeping Jesus's commandments is a demonstration that I know God. Um, so the fact that it tells me to love my neighbor, to forgive people when they offend me, um, not to gossip. Keeping those commandments is, is a is a proof or a sign that I know God. Okay.
0: thank you for that you. i can see in the, from the group chat i'm seeing fruits um mm-hmm. it's a fruit so it's so from all we said we can conclude that you can't know god um um it's not a private thing so to say i know god and i'm the only one that i know i know god you don't need to know i i know god and i know i know god and you don't need to know god from everything we say, it's something that we should in fact jesus christ was addressing some people he said um when you saw me you didn't treat me well and the people are saying ah, no 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 it's not possible how, how are we going to do that where did you come and he was describing today that in as much as you're not able to show that to people you are not able to extend that to other people um, so um it would be good so we moved further to consider the nature of god the nature of god And this is very important because um, um, we can be sure, getting to know this, one of the importance of this topic is that, number one, um, so that we know our inheritance, as a matter of fact, we function in this kingdom by knowledge. So knowing the nature of God, we help us to appropriate and to take full advantage of what we've got in Christ, what we've got in God, what God asks for us, and who God is uh it took me a time uh personally to battle with this as a fact uh or maybe I should push it to us how many of us discover that when we sin, um that's the time we feel like we should not go to church again how many of us <laughs> do, you, do you share the same The time you just feel reluctant to the things of God but actually in knowing God you will discover that that is the time we need to get close to God So knowing God, I'm saying the nature of God, we help us appropriate everything that's actually, that God is to us, the benefit of God, we appropriate it. Uh, One of the things I got to know lately is that I asked myself one day, I think don't remind why I said that, okay? So how long does it take God to forgive? That's one of the nature we we should just explore. So I realized that it only takes repentance. And so knowing that from God helps me. Whenever I am in a state of wrong, I just realize, Obo, oh I just have little things. I can see Cassia and Oh, oh please come on, meet. Do you have any contribution or question?
1: That's yeah, I just want to just want to share a personal story about like feeling bad, and then we just have to come to God because of His nature and His goodness. In my beginning with my relationship with God, whenever I sin and I had the conviction of the Spirit. I had a hard time coming to God and repent because I knew he would be merciful. It was like the mercy and the grace of God made me feel bad. I it was I would rather understand that if he you know would be mad at me or reject me because that's what I deserve but knowing that he will meet me with compassion and with love made me withdraw even more because I felt like I'm not worthy of your love. I'm not worthy of your grace. So I would just, I would just stay away because I was ashamed. And then later on in my walk with God, I learned more of his nature and his love. And now it's not a hard thing for me to come to God. It's the first thing that I do, but it it was, yeah, it took me a while. Because his, his grace and his goodness was just, it was too good for me. Mm.
0: Thank you for that. Uh, I can relate with that, and I believe every one of us can relate uh, to that. Thank you for sharing God that that. sharing that. Uh, is that time we really need God? Is that really time we really need God? Um, perhaps I need to say this to, to maybe those that will be listening later, or to every one of us, that uh, the the provision of God most of the time, or let me say the provision for God, of God uh, they are not one of. So when God blesses you, and let me say He provides for you today, He doesn't say, I've provided for you. Just take this and for the end of the year, don't come again and ask another thing again. And it's not going to say, Okay, I've forgiven you now. No, 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 no. Don't so God is part of the attribute and nature of God we are going to um uh consider, and maybe someone will be listening to this outside there, that it is that very moment. That in fact the, the reason for Jesus coming, Matthew 1 21, say he will come and save us from, from his sin. Thank you for life's messes are new every morning. So um we'll be considering the nature of God in fourfolds. Uh then we have an extension, other things to add to that. But basically, um during the session, we shared so many scriptures: number 14, 18, Psalm 86, 15, Psalm 103, but all of them are saying the same thing. But we'll stick with um the very one, which is Jonah chapter 2, Jonah chapter 4, rather, chapter 4, verse 2, Jonah chapter 4, verse 2. From there, we discover four major nature of God, which is number one, that God is gracious. Number two, um, God is compassionate, is slow to anger, and is abounding in so if we can read that I will appreciate um anyone who gets there first should feel free to come and, meet and read Jonah chapter 4 verse 2 it highlights the uh the fourfold, uh nature of god
4: he prayed to the lord isn't this what i said lord when i was still at home that is what i tried to forestall by fleeing to tashish i knew that you are gracious you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love. A God who relents from sending calamity.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, there's a question that I pumped up while I was preparing for this, based on that. But I think when we explore this nature, then after that, it would be a good time to bring it up. So, um, God is gracious. What does it mean that God is gracious? What does it mean when we say God is gracious? It's mean God is being kind and pleasant to someone. That that's the, actually the English definition of it. Says God is being. Uh, it means being kind and pleasant to someone, particularly those of lower social classes. That's what it means. So when it comes to God, it means that God is 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 being kind to us. God is kind to humanity, especially us believer and I want to say this to us that um God is not only kind to Christian in fact the Bible puts it to say he rains but on the wicked and on the decent but there is a special provision. I-, I love the song that says in my father's house there's a place for me so we have an advantage but that doesn't mean there's a general level where everyone because everyone comes from God. You are Christian, you are Buddhist we are all his work so there's that sense of it there so god is gracious means that god is is kind to us he's kind to us and that resonates with what uh david said in second Samuel chapter 17 he was thanking god and he said god who am i that you have made me this i mean you're picking me from literally from the bush and you everybody knew uh what he went through he went through being pursued, anointed, five before Goliath and everything, and eventually he became king. And he added to it, he said, Not only that, we even made covenant with me. And we see that his nine age was made in nine age through which uh, our Lord Jesus Christ uh, came from. So, in that instance, we can consider that to be God is being gracious. He's being gracious. He's being gracious. Uh, it's not because what he will earn from us, as a matter of fact, we're not qualified to pay him for that there's this analogy that when you do good you know when you give a rich man money uh so recently <laughs> when someone is celebrating birthday you can say okay let me let me just celebrate for that let me give you five pounds so that when i'm celebrating my own for that, i can say okay five pounds it has multiplied let me give him 50 pounds <laughs> but god did that because we can't even pay him it's not expected in fact we cannot we cannot pay him it just it it does what he do for us just like that half of out of that and uh, i would like us to read this because this is a special package for believers it's a special package for us about the graciousness of god that's first Peter chapter two verse nine uh if you are there uh kindly feel free to read and um i really want one of us to open to that so that we have a clear of it i always have this mentality to say uh, the reason why i have my bible is to read it so when someone is reading even if i cannot read let me follow so uh first peter chapter 2 verse 9 it's saying something about us that beyond the general graciousness of god there's a special package for i and you we believers um please if you are there take the lead while we look at it together because so someone Do have to me? take the lead because of Do you want me to? Yes. please sister it. lead us lead us, lead us. Oh,
3: Lord. Oh. So i uh, first Peter 2, verse 9, and it says, Well, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light.
0: Amen. 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 Verse 10, I would like to read verse 10. It says, Which in time past were not a people? but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now had obtained mercy. Amen. So God breaking us into this category. This is what God is saying about us. And you know, it's as if, uh, this is what we call endorsement. Let me call it endorsement. Uh, I remember sometimes one of the big preacher in uh, Nigeria came to campus, we said, and the person playing the keyboard, after he finished, he said, come, let me pray for you. And while he was pointing, said that uh, uh, we have similarity in common. So at that instant, it's an endorsement. This is a highly profile man of God endorsing a. Maybe he was in three hundred level there. You know that kind of endorsement. So God is saying, "This is who you are." And so it's coming from the IS. So devil is too small to tell me or to tell you or to tell us that. I mean, what are you saying? It's as if someone that is being being uh, being taken to the to the to, to court and the judge said, okay, I declare you free. Just imagine coming out and a policeman is saying that you are not free.
2: You just look at it and say,
0: who are you? The judge has declared me. I mean, I'm acquainted, I'm acquainted. And that is what God did for us. That is a special one that he gave to us. The second attribute is uh, that God is compassionate. God is compassionate. God is compassionate. God is compassionate. is compassionate. That means it means God recognizes our helplessness. And beyond recognizing it, he does something about it. It's not just, you know, there are situations you find yourself just uh, imagine, imagine someone is saying, uh, I just need one billion now. I need you to do operation. As much as we feel like, ah, operation you need to rescue your life i want you to live but in that situation we can only empathize just yes, that's the highest we can do we may not be able to give the one billion just ah and as a christian we now wrap it up to say i pray for you god will make provision because that's that's the blessing we have and it cannot be taken but in this case god recognizes our helplessness and he did something the romans chapter 8 says five verse eight was saying that when we are yet sinner christ died for us so that's the very nature of god He's gracious he's compassionate he's compassionate he's compassionate and like every of these characteristics everyone experiences this everyone experiences this however there's a special class for us so for believer you redeemed us you redeemed us from our sins you redeemed us from our sin um 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 an area we have, for example, Jesus Christ, when he came, God in human form, he also demonstrates um, um, uh, this attribute. He had compassion on people. In fact, the Bible literally put it in some verses to say, God having compassion on them, then he did something about it. And that's what God does for us. That's what God does for us. He He, he goes beyond recognizing what we feel and do what he puts in action. I don't know, at this point, maybe someone wants to share how God has actually come through for you um, has been a beneficiary of that. I want to believe every one of us has uh, experienced this at one point or the other time. Uh, that thing that seems oh my God, and God recognises it, and it came through. So be good to hear from us. If there's anyone that I want to share, that I want to testify to the compassionate nature of God. I can see people smiling, and that smile is coming from ah. I have had it enough. I mean, I can't have it enough. I always have it. God always show me compassion. but always. It will be good to have at least one, uh, so that I can be sure that it's not just an assumption. God is really what he's teaching, and it's practical enough. So the floor is open, wow. brethren. Feel free. If you have talked, please feel free to talk again. If you have not, we are glad to hear your voice. Glad to hear your voice.
3: Okay, since no one is talking, let me talk. I encourage you. Please go
5: for it.
3: Um, so anyway, I think I've said this before. Um, I think how for me, how God showed up for me in terms of like where I am right now, where um I tried, you know, looking for places and it wasn't coming true, and the person that I was meant to move in with were having some um issues. But I think, you know, everything was happening because somehow when I looked at it, look back at it, right now, I'm so grateful to God that I had that issue with that person because I think God, that was, that was not God's intention. God did not want us to move in together. And it was also weird because the person two days before I was meant to move on the 4th of January never even told me that I was, you know, that she was not going to move in with me anymore. So I was 2nd of January, didn't have a place. I was meant to be moving out on the 4th. So God just made it when we through my friends, you know, um, friend that had the place. So to be sincere, that's when he showed up. I think he showed up for me. And I think also through the fast that we did December and um, from start December to now, you know, that intimacy of me, just like, you know, I've been working with him and I've seen, you know, like this year has been so effortless and I'm so grateful because he's been directing my steps and He's been leading me to be sincere, and that peace of mind—I think that that's something that money cannot buy. So, yeah, I'm grateful to God for that. But, yeah, let me say Amen.
0: That. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Fala, do you want
4: to add anything? You come Yeah, with... I do, and I think it's even though I've talked about my job, I'm going to continue to talk about it again um, because. Please do do do. do I, I remember I was trying to work within the Christian charity space, and I just felt undervalued. You know, you you apply for places they'll tell you you don't have experience or you feel you're experienced enough and the, the doors were still closed. Um, and um, yeah. And I like the fact that I, God didn't open a door then uh, because I really enjoy what I do now. Uh, I think I've turned the corner. I've said that quite a few times, but I think I've turned the corner. Um, and apart from that, I'm also a charity trustee and in being a charity trustee, it's given me a lot more well, actually, it's a Christian charity trustee as well, so a lot of things I would have done if I was working, I'm seeing it from the other side as an employer uh, of other people and having to have CO's, a CEO report to me and, and that sort of thing, it's just, I when I think about it, I just thank God that the doors were closed when they were closed. Um, you know, because also the financial impact it's having this role has had has been very positive as well, so that's an example of um God opened up a door um by closing another one. Uh even though I was praying very hard for the other one, I've had people say to me, Oh, your skills are better used in the commercial space. And I'm like, No, I want to serve the church. I want to serve the church, but well not yeah. Well at least I want to serve the Christian community. But mm-hmm. um the doors never opened. And you know, with where I am now, I just feel like it is indeed God that has um orchestrated my steps and made a way when there's since been a way amen glory be to god
0: thank you for sharing that um edith and for that thank you for sharing that so the third one will be um god is slow to anger that's one of another nature of god god is slow to anger and what does this mean it means um or let me say disclaimer on behalf of god it doesn't mean god does not get angry but it's just like slow it takes time so, and you know this is where people will say but why will god so someone asks sometimes and say that even god in the bible so the person is actually misbehaving so they now ask the person and as a justification he said even god in the bible you're, so it's a family issue so the other one is saying this is how my wife does it's not so the question is he said he can forgive or he cannot forget then he reference to the bible to say even god said these three times have you offended me god was keeping the record so he yeah, actually said that but we find out that when god forgives he forgets that's 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 what i want to say when god forgives he forgets provided that there is genuine repentance so as much as we can refer to that the journey of the israelites the israelites were not repenting so what it is that when the judgment is coming they just say hey judgment is coming Moses people say that oh god god sorry for that sorry for. That. they themselves that they did not repent, they did not repent. So just to push down. So God is slow to anger, First uh, Peter 3.9 saying, God is not slow concerning his promises, but it's just God, that's his nature. He gives room for people, he gives us time. And I think that's the reason why we all are here. And I want to believe every one of us that has come to the saving grace of God, that's what has made way for us. That's what has made way for us. So I used to ask myself, so all this while I've been a church boy, but not born again up to like age 15 or thereabout. Uh, and as God we have it, I was very close to the pre Right? I, I was interpreting for my pastor then at the tender because my church is not much. I want to be able to speak sport English. So, but yet something was missing and lacking there. So the question is, during those years, what if I've died? Maybe you can ask yourself, what if we have died since then? Just day what if we have died and so that one is placing on us god is slow to anger he gives room for people and it should be an encouragement for us to go out and reach out to that person and i want to believe everyone that is here it is something you heard that brought it to god god's grace save holy spirit convicts but it is something so the responsibility is who is hearing from you who is hearing from you or what are people hearing from us we should extend this that god is slow to anger god is slow to anger and the last one is that um it's abandoning love
4: it's well, abandoning love comment if that's okay um before you look at the last yeah, one. please go please go um i think on the flip side as well of this god's patience is the fact that people take it for granted um and i think there's this there is actually a scripture in ecclesiastes that says because god hasn't uh, repaid man for their iniquity because of that sin abounds. In other words, people take, they push the boundaries and just because of this very nature of God. So it sometimes can be a double-edged sword. Of course, as far as God is concerned, it's because it's giving people the opportunity to repent. But also human beings, we take liberties. I, um, and we sometimes see this, especially in, in areas where um, you've got a dictator um, and they use their power to abuse people and sometimes people even say, you know, um, if there is a God, why hasn't it cost me by now? And because of that, they, you know, abuse God's uh, long suffering. Um, and I mean, I think I've been in that situation as well that, oh, as a young teenager, I'll be like, oh, I'll give my life when I am about to die. Um, and then I'll become born again. So that way I can live my life the way I wanted to as a, as a young person. Um, And that's because I recognize that, you know what, there might be an opportunity later on, but it's not for us to take advantage of um um, So, yeah.
0: yeah Thank you so much. Thank you for that. And it's interesting, if I were related to where I currently work, so I came in and I was told there's deduction for late COVID. So I pressed for that to say, so what caused that? So I was told, oh, before now people stroll in elegantly at 11 a.m elegantly 11 a.m when you're supposed to resume 8 so then i say okay we've had enough of this you know i know when the nature of man will come in studies at eight o'clock anything beyond eight they will deduct your salary so each child in their wisdom just say, okay let's give them 15 minutes um grace so that even when there's older but do you know what man will do man will come and say i just came in <laughs> eight sixteen. One minute, <laughs> just <laughs> Give me grace again. They are still asking for grace. Just one minute after the, so it's just interesting to see how man will say. So some we say, it's just it's twenty. I mean, tw- five minutes is just too small. Just pardon me. So that's the nature of God. But one thing is certain: this nature of God, we actually aspire one day. Once rapture, uh, that person dies, um, then the other flip side that saying will come you come definitely. Um, so the last part we want to talk about is abandoning love. God is abandoning love. Um, um, and we are able to establish the limitation of human love such that the first thing is that human does you love people uh, that love you there's that tendency in man to love people that love even though the Bible Jesus even uh, commands us that we should love those that does not but human body normal human okay let me say abnormal because yeah people generally naturally in their natural state tends to uh, reciprocate love to those that show them love and to appreciate people that actually appreciate them but as when it comes to god god loves everyone he loves everyone he loves everyone and that's just the nature of god and uh god is expecting us also to share that with him so that we love even the unlovable it takes the grace of god but we are sure that the grace of God is available for us. Amen. Amen. So, um, the other attributes of God, apart from that four one we saw in the book of Jonah, the other attribute of God is that God is holy, is holiness, is justice, and his light. And what does it mean to be holy? It means to be devoted or separated for a single purpose. Uh, We found that in Isaiah chapter 6. Um, Isaiah started doing so well in ministry, so to put it, he started doing so well in ministry from um chapter one or chapter two. But when he got to chapter six, he saw God, and that one describes something to us that and confirms what the Bible says by our righteousness. It's like a feedback So the most holy people that you can imagine when they are placed side beside god we can't be compared with god definitely but if we have that chance of it will not be seen i mean it will not be seen at all so god is only in his class is only in his class god is only in a class is only in his class and that's the, the one of the nature of god is only in his class. it's very distinct it's distinct i mean very very distinct and um I remember a very important evangelist, uh, Babalola, is a very popular Yoruba evangelist, and he did miracles. So there was a time in his life, he said he doesn't want to sin, so he will stay in his room. And God told him, I said, Your count of sin is now maybe 50 or 100. You should have told him because he oh said, God, I'm in my room. What happened? I? I was fasting, I just prayed. God said, Because those so are wasting outside. <laughs> You're evangelism, is a sin on your part. So it just shows us that it is god when we are placed god is holy in his heart, and as his son we are we are we are we, we need to share that nature with him through the grace of god we're able to share that nature with him. And he has given us grace to exhibit that so that when men looks like us we can know what it means to be holy and what god looks like first so that's that on that then the second one i mentioned was justice god is just god is just he judges Iniquity and evil, it will not be immediate, but it will be definite. It may not be immediate, but it will be definite. God is a God of justice. Um, it does that here, and even at the end of age, we'll see do that. That's what God stands for. God is just, God is just. And it's interesting to see that even in God's, um, in, in God's, I don't want to use the word transaction, but because of, um, should I say uh, limitation of grammar in God's transaction? Not even with man, with with the devil, with the devil. God is a just God. So we found that in Job chapter one, chapter two, devil went to God and he quoted something. And I was finding maybe God would say no.
5: But God never said,
0: never said no because of time we will not be able to go there. What did he say? He was telling God that skin for skin, whatever a man has is what he will use the next thing for his life. And God did not say it's a lie. So, God is a God of justice. He's just to Muslim, to Christian, to everyone. God is, is a just God. God is a just God. He executes uh, justice. And when want to relate this as a container on iniquity, God is just on iniquity. Even if we see a sinner prospering, Proverb was telling us you know, that the end thereof, God is a God of justice. It's a God of justice. It's a God of justice. And the last one is God is light god is light what does this mean it means that nothing from the class will realize nothing is hidden from god he sees everything god sees everything i mean he sees everything he sees everything there was a day i was missing something in my mind and the preacher just preached about it i you know what i said i said god you're catching you, you, catch me. you catch me. god you catch me <laughs> i answered you catch me and that shows about god and not only when we sin actually it should be another thing that tells us, what you are passing through? God knows about it. I mean, he knows about it. Even we were saying we, we don't have an a, an, uh, uh, a priest that is not felt infirmity, he feels everything with it. God sees us. In fact, should I should I make this known to us? God knows that world is on this call. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing is eating. I mean, nothing. In fact, the Bible puts it that he can count these strands of air. He can say, okay, for Mary, the standard of air on your air is just one billion. It can give us the figure. That's how detailed God is. He lives in light. He lives in light. And it shows that anyone that would do transaction with Him must actually, if God lives in light, that means darkness cannot see in presence. So anyone doing something that is um, related to darkness may not have a chance of relating with Him. Uh, at that point, let me, I want to leave the floor open. Do you have anything to say before we go to the names of God? We talked about the attributes, the nature of God. We want to consider his name uh, in the time we have. Um, so do you have anyone who wants to maybe addition, or you want to buttress, or you want to affirm, or you have a question concerning what we've learned about the nature of God? He's gracious, compassionate, he's slow to anger, in love, he's holy, It's just, and it is
2: like.
4: Um, so when you were talking about, uh, I think it's a love, uh, abounding in love, it reminded me of a friend that I met in 2007, 2008, and it was a very transactional friendship, and I knew it was transactional, and just because I recognized this person had a very bright future, and I actually told her about it as well. I said, you know what, I see you go to places, and therefore, I want to be friends with you so that when we are at this stage, you know, I have friends in I places. Um, and I actually told her um, at the time, this was in 2007, 2008. And for me at the time, I just, you know, some friendships are transactional. I, I knew what I wanted to get from the friendship, and I wasn't shy from doing so. However, when we compare it to God's love, God's love is not transactional where it gives to receive, it, it gives. Knowing fully well that some people will also reject him. You know, the Bible talks about how Jesus died for the sins of the world, not just for the sins of Christians. Um, and I'm encouraged as well to change my ways so that, you know, my relationship with people is not about what I would get in return, but it's just because God cares about them. So, yeah, so that's what I thought I would reflect on when you talk about abounding in the Lord. Thank you for that. Thank
0: you for sharing that. Uh, thank you for making that decision. And I pray God we help you and help everyone of us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll move Um, on to... Oh, sorry.
5: uh, Can I ask a question? Okay. Uh, I always have questions. I was just thinking about what you said about God is just, Mm -hmm. right? So because he's just and one of the things he hates is sin. There was something... I wasn't taking notes uh, at that point. Uh, I think you said something about uh, um, if we're sin and we we do not... um, we do not repent from our sins in the end, which seems to imply that in the end of the world, God is going to um, bring judgment. But I was thinking at that point, I was like, okay, does that mean that God's going to bring judgment to everyone at the end? Does judgment happen to some people sooner than then? Does that make any sense?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's making sense. Okay. It's making sense. So, our so
5: question, I don't know the answer, so that I'm asking, like, you know, people that sin against God, and um, we're saying that because it's just in, in his prance on sin, I'm just, I was just thinking, does that mean that every every single person that I've sinned against God does not repent from their sins? They will get judged at the end, end of the world, end of everything, um, and people don't get judged right now. So do you have people that get no, judged okay. out of it?
0: so sense, uh, sense. yeah <laughs> thank you for that so uh i will liken that in answering that i will relate that to what we talk about to rapture so we used to say if any christian sleeps i mean if any sleep christian dies that is it's rapture has happened so it's not going to meet the general so anyone can there are two folds of this and the first one is some people will get their judgment on this earth. It may not come from, from, from God, it may come from the devil. It may come from the devil. Say, for example, um, uh, Judas. If Judas had waited, Jesus Christ resurrected, trust me, that thing would be cancelled. It would be cancelled. If Jesus had died and he, he was able to restore him like Peter, irrespective of what we've done, he would he be restored. But devil knew, and that's the danger in you postponing or saying tomorrow, tomorrow. So sometimes he cuts someone's life off. And the Bible says after death is general judgment. So that's a general judgment. It's general judgment. And the Bible reveals in Revelation a white throne judgment. Anyone who appears that, I mean, we learnt in one of our series, it's for you to hear why you're going to hell fire, so to say, maybe. So there's no one who appears that there that is condemned already. Just waiting to be there. So that's a general judgment for those who are righteous and who who have received grace from God and they are helped by God, so to say, and they make heaven. Those people will not appear that. But for as many people on earth who death has caught in that act, in that state of not being in agreement with God, they receive the first judgment. So when they go there, also there's continuation of the judgment. But for as many who are there, their sin, their state, and uh they locate Jesus. The love of God is extended to them. There's no judgment for them again, again. There's no judgment for so their judgment will be place on Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ died for us, he's putting on the sins of the whole world. So their own all... because God is judged, that means there is a penalty or a punishment for our sin. So for we Christian. The reason why we're not experiencing the punishment is because someone has paid for it not because god just gave us and said no i will not i will not avenge you no it's because we have someone our sin is laid on jesus christ on his account so we we'll receive we we'll receive freedom but for as many people has not come to christ they will carry them themselves and that is they can't escape that so if i will summarize what i say for those on earth if the, they die in their sinful state. They receive the first part of the judgment, which will continue, and they will go to hellfire eventually. But for 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 those for those that they, they 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 are able to amend their way, and there will be some category of people they will not amend their way, and they will not die. And actually we happen without them, that's another category. But the end of it is that justice is for all. But for Christians will not be judged because someone. Given our life to Christ, Christ has actually paid the levy of our sin.
4: I don't know if I've answered your question. Paul, I'm oh,
5: sorry, go on, Julie. I was just thinking uh, when we are talking about Ananias and Sapphira, I think that's, what, that's the name, right? The, the two, yeah, yes. <laughs> meant to sell the property and they lied about what they sold and they got judged immediately. So, Obviously that was not something that was permitted by God and they had sinned and they got judged at that point in time. So I'm just thinking like judgment all like judgment doesn't happen all always at the end. Anyway, thank you very much. I can I think I, I understand what you're trying to say. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Thank you.
4: I like to offer a, different, a slightly different view to Paul's one, and I think it, I, I use the word slightly um, just to give a bit more context in terms of when we sometimes think about judgment, we sometimes think about hell and hell, fire and heaven. That's sometimes the way we think about judgment, but judge, God's judgment doesn't necessarily have to be those two extremes. It can also be in terms of discipline, um, which let's say, for example, I did some th- God's judgment can be disciplined in the sense of I did something and therefore I I don't experience a particular blessing. So in the case of Moses, for example, he was told to, I think, speak to the rock, but he struck it. And God's judgment in that context was that he missed the promised land. It didn't mean he wasn't with God in eternity, but he missed the promised land. And so God's judgment sometimes takes different forms. Um, It doesn't have to be those two extremes. And in the New Testament, we see people that i mean this is paul speaking to the Corinthian church he said you know some this is the reason why some of you are falling asleep um because they took communion in the wrong way now when we think about the word sleep it's always referring to christians and so for them it was a premature death <clears throat> but it doesn't mean, necessarily mean hell of fire as the eternal judgment so one of the things we looked at in eternal judgment was the fact that christians would experience the judgment seat of christ which means it's a judgment of our works where God will test the things we've done, i.e., if I was to say, for example, this Bible study, if I'm doing it because I just want for us to be famous and you know that sort of thing, that would be judged. Um, but the judgment would be more of, you know, what I wouldn't get the reward. Um, and so judgment doesn't have always have to be the extremes. It can also be in terms of discipline and um, withdrawal of certain privileges uh, that Christians would otherwise have had. Um, so I thought I'd just add that to uh, what Paul said. Thank you. Okay,
0: Fala.
2: I can see you. Eh? Please feel free to come up. With me. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Paul. Uh, start, I just wanted to um, say that I think there's also a distinction between consequences of our actions and God's judgment. And because um, thinking of the where the child of adultery that David had, even though he had, you know, he rendered his heart, he fasted, he was really remorseful the child still died, I think that was more judgment, whereas consequences of actions could be, say, so if we look at our own, just in practical terms, if I, um, for example, was driving under the influence of alcohol and I, um, I don't know, crashed my car and stuff, the consequences is that my car was damaged. But if I go to court and then the judge still gives a verdict that, you know what, your um, your punishment by law, by sentencing, should be that you'd go to jail, for, I don't know, two years for driving on an influence, but my verdict is I'm going to give you a suspended sentence. Now, because of his mercy, I don't have the actual judgment I should have because of the mercy that he given me, but then I still suffer consequences of those actions, regardless of what the judge says. I think sometimes the way I understand it is there's a difference between, so even if God doesn't give you that judgment because he has mercy on you, sometimes you can still suffer consequences that come as a result of what you've done.
0: Yeah, thank you, Dora. Thank you
2: for that. Um
0: thank you. Um is there anyone else who want to contribute before we proceed? Thank you for that. Um for so that for clarifying that. Thank you. Okay, so I'm taking the silence as proceed. Um so we move on to the names of God. And the names of God it just refers to God Himself, it refers to all that can be known by human about God. And let's bear in mind that we cannot comprehend God, but for as many as we can know, has been revealed to us, maybe through us through God, or by the way He deals with us. So that is the concept behind the name uh, of God. And we found out that the name of God and the name of the Lord was used interchangeably in the Bible. We explore uh that and um, the scripture we used for this was Exodus chapter twenty four, is five to four. Where the Lord proclaimed His name first to Moses when He appeared to him. The Lord proclaimed His name to to this.
2: Um, uh, based on that, we consider the root name of God is Elohim we talked about Elohim, which is a compound name.
0: It's a plural form of God. It refers to the concept of Trinity, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The singular form is L, E L L. And Elohim means God is powerful, God is mighty. It depicts the strength of God. Um, and we have names in the Bible that carries that uh, prefix or suffix. Is that at the beginning or at the end, L. So we have Elijah. Uh, god has acquired we have elisha god's salvation bethel which means the house of god and so on michael who is like god Um, the second root name of god is yahweh we consider yahweh uh, which means i am god's acquired name is god's acquired name for himself it means i am the same existing one so that is that root name uh uh, Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. And um, we found out that there's a connection between Yahweh and um, Jehovah. And I explained the theology behind this to say it was 30 years ago, uh, when they were trying to translate from, uh, I think, Hebrew to English, that happened. And so that one leads to the formation, uh, removing the consonant or adding, uh, the consonants, so to say, leads to the formation of uh, Jeho- uh, Jehovah. So um, we have Jah to be the short form of Jehovah. So wherever we see Ja, it means uh, it's a short form of Jehovah. And so names, human names, that uh, biblical name that can be attached to that Jah. we have Elijah, Elijah, and that is a short, uh, Elijah means God is Lord. We have Jedidiah, the father of right? yes the desire beloved of the lord and we have joshua which is god is um our salvation salvation the last root name that was considered was adonai adonai which means the lord it means lord in english it means lord in english lord it talks about the lordship of god psalm 8 verse 9 Isaiah 6 Verse nine. I saw the Lord. So the Lord, that Lord most of the time is Adonai. It means it talks about the Lordship of of God. Um, the Lordship of God. So I don't know if anyone remembers anything. Anyone to ask a question or anyone want to expatiate? You are just thinking out loud. It may not be what we're discussing, but maybe the discussion has brought about something in your mind. But, um, yeah, the floor is open. Let's feel free to
4: comment, to ask questions, to explain, to share our thoughts. I was going to comment on, there's this song of a Nigerian minister, his name is Don Sinoyiko, and in that song, (laughs) um, and I remember the first time I heard it, and you know, there was that thing in me that rose up, is this really true? Uh, The song goes, one of the lines of the song was, and I asked the Lord, what name fits you? And it says, yeah. And I thought, "Mm." where did they where did get that from and of course uh when i did the study yeah y- just is a short form for yahweh um and so yeah so that that's how that particular name for me has stuck in my mind because of the context of listening to that song and trying to verify that what we were saying was indeed and true so, yeah.
0: okay thank you thanks for that and just about that i would like to know I would like to know our thoughts. Uh, are there people here who you are curious to know what the name of songs means? Uh, I know I'm, I'm I'm defaulting in this, unless it comes to uh, it's coming over. over that I just. But are there people here that you just want to find out what maybe Greek name or Hebrew or other language, uh, other languages? What the, the lyrics mean? Does it is this something that interests you to know, or you just sing it like that? So it will be good to hear from people. And there was a couple silence.
2: Um
1: I like to to do some research about yeah, what I'm saying. Um because when I'm worshiping, I want to to know what am I saying, what am I declaring. Um, so if there's a word or a meaning that I don't understand, I'd like to, to take time to get it.
0: Mm. Just deviatingly to uh, talking about songs. Um, so I, I just want to ask that does it really matter? Is it important for us to know every meaning to know the meaning of every words or every lyrics and i will give the reason why i'm asking that so there's this current move current move. you just hear someone singing what you just don't know the meaning you just hear someone say ah something like what's ah what is a i mean so i just want to know uh, just thinking out loud do you think it, is it important to know, or we should just form anything and just, and you know what happened? once you accompany that with string on keyboard, trust me, you're going to the spirit. I'm not sure of the spirit where you went to, but you're going to the be spirit, You where?
4: Sorry, Paul, without trying to hug the mic, and please feel free to tell me to keep quiet. Uh, I guess I'm in a jolly mood tonight. I really want to talk a lot. Um, it's interesting because I, I remember there was a, a group of Christians that have always criticized um, Pentecostals for singing the same lyrics again and again. Um, as a, So, for example, a, a good one is um, some of our Pentecostal songs are repetitive in, in the way they see, the words are like Oli, Oli, Oli. Um, or uh, there's another one by Il Song, which is... Um, there's a chanting of the oh, 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 and so on. And initially I thought the criticism was valid, but the reason why I've discounted it now is just because imagine I knock my, <clears throat> my knees against a wall. The expression of that pain would be not so much in a word, but in a sound. And I think when it comes to us as God's people as well, an expression of our relationship with God can be in a sound form, Uh, Of course, sounds can come from different sources. I don't want to discount that, you're right. Um, But I do feel that in some cases, sound, which is not necessarily audible because Bible talks about how, you know, we express prayer in in inarticulate words that, you know, sometimes in prayer, in, in worship, some people might have sounds which might not necessarily be expressible in words. In the same way, when you go to a stadium, for example, when people are excited about their teams, they make rhythms out of things which doesn't necessarily quote-unquote make sense but an expression of how they feel at that point in time um, so that's how i've been able to justify specific words that don't have english translation so to speak
0: okay thank you for that um i'm eager to hear from worship singers we are blessed in the lot of them and i wouldn't want to be calling name. we know ourselves <laughs> so uh, lyrics that uh, it's important to know the meaning of lyrics, or uh, let's just follow the flow. um For love said that sometimes we just express some things to 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 do that uh, express it. I mean, so it's spontaneous. It's spontaneous. Just that you see someone that just that that uh someone who comes into a worship place greeting people and worship just that, and you see the person crying and you're wondering, ah, we just exchange place entry it's just spontaneous so can we just relate that to maybe spontaneously just begin to give um i, I i'm really keen on catching our view on that um, um
2: they're okay,
6: coming uh yeah no i'm all for spontaneous praise and worship being led by the holy spirit um something someone said to me once is that uh <laughs> it does help to understand what you're singing because uh we did this at church a few years ago where we didn't have the music the melody you know sometimes the music helps isn't it but if you strip all of that back to still worship the lord like you need to understand what you are actually saying the meaning behind the lyrics so that really encouraged me to be quite intentional um there's understanding like there's reading it and knowing the meaning but then there's understanding how those truths apply to your life and you know those biblical truths and you have to have that level of understanding but there are times where you just you know the spirit you just have to make a noise a joyful noise and that that is totally fine as well
0: amen thank you caroline uh thank you for that and when the bible says psalms say make a joyful noise and in music, we are told noise doesn't make sense. Anything that is irritating, that's what is called noise. It doesn't have a definite pitch. That's how musicologists put it. So uh we are saying thing that is discounted, since it's a noise that I want to make on today, so it's acceptable. God is even expecting it. You're not expecting to make it on the regular pitch. Uh, just put that in. That's fine. We can push the rest of the discussion to after party. Um, let me let's see if we're able to. Um, to explore some questions Now break our room session for a few minutes. This is a recap. And to uh, people that are just joining, we're having the last session of the recap on Knowing God series. Last uh two weeks, we've explored the concluding part of which, which is the Trinity. And today we are getting to know God's name, God's nature. We've spoken about God's nature, God's name. Uh, uh, and now I want to talk about other aspects of God's name, the names in which men. Ascribed to God based on their encounter, so um, there are three of them that we discussed in the lesson. The first is um, uh, El Cana, which means the jealous God. El and in that lesson, uh, I remember Father was asking what was the difference between jealousy and
5: uh...
0: uh-huh. jealousy
4: It's keep my mind now. Um... No, was a difference between jealousy and envy and envy yeah thank you just escape my mind
0: jealousy and envy so um god is is jealous god in fact he 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 revealed himself and was saying that i'm a jealous god exodus 20 4 to 5 was saying that um um uh so uh it was being re- uh, referred to as god who is jealous and being jealousy means that he wants to own us for himself because he's so special he doesn't want to just share you or share his glory or anything that's how 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 let me see so there's this aspect of jealousy in human kind of oh the man is jealous he's pitchy, he follows his wife ran there's aspect of saying there's no trust but it's this aspect of saying ha ah, what is happening to her what is she going through so from god's perspective just love god so he just loves us someone that doesn't want to share us with anyone else and that's the jealousy um path of god uh, Elkanah, it means the Lord, um, the jealous God. And the second one is Yahweh Jira or Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord, the provider. And Jira, Yireh. So we hear from that God is our provider. And that is from the story of uh, our father of faith, Abraham. And Abraham, when he was about to kill his son Isaac, Made provision and the name was found there. Um, and maybe I need to say this to us to say if God is involved, it's always accurate. If you imagine Abraham mistakenly killing Isis, just imagine it, just mistakenly and we have to wait for another night, at least one year before another one was given back to. But God is just accurate. God is accurate, He doesn't miss his shirt. Once he eats it, he will meet it, and that is God. And what does that mean? So it means at that very point of our need, God is actually, he's got a provision for that. He's got a provision for that. But sometimes because we have an alternative, you see, because we have an alternative. So we just think God is delaying all this. And once we do that, and I've come to understand this about God, once you've helped yourself, there's no need to help you. God doesn't waste resources. I mean, what you want to get done, you have done it. why should we sow? God is enough and is timely and is able to provide for all our need, according to his riches, and not our wants, our wants are unlimited. Economists taught us that. The last part is Yahweh Kaddishkam, um, Yahweh uh which means God the sanctifier, God the sanctifier. That's the name that was given to God was, um, and we saw that God gave, the Israelite is Sabbath and is sanctified he gave them a Sabbath, the day of rest is sanctified so God has is a sanctifier he has the ability to sanctify and um, to sancti- uh, sanctify is a sanctifier is sanctified and that relates to when people are saying God does not call the qualified or he qualified the cause so God has the ability to sanctify anything and so if you notice in the old testament i discovered all what they were using they are just made by human body the day they declared for the lord it's too much ordinary and i found out i have um a pastor you know what he will say he said if you are coming to my church to come and borrow the chair of the church because you want to do one meeting or anything he said i would prefer to give you money to guarantee shares because this has been dedicated to god you can't take it out if his name you come and do the name inside the church but you are carrying it? no say so he doesn't do that he doesn't do that so it may be something ordinary once it's declared for the lord once it's sanctified he's sanctified and god remember god is jealous he doesn't joke with this thing and i think uh maybe i should share an interesting story about uh these and how our little things and so that we can know how god appreciates them maybe on this will be closing so uh the church um I don't know what to say. It's common in Nigeria to say my Father in the Lord, but let me say my pastor uh, for the benefit of the world, my pastor. So uh, the signboard of the church. So I came back from church. Uh, I'm just his disciple. I'm not attending his church. So it's, it's just mentorship of a sense, spiritual mentorship. I'm not, I attend first grade, it's not a first grade. Yeah. So when I came back, he just asked me, Paul, oh, go ask church member to see what happened in church today. So I was inquisitive, what happened? So I was told hey, an abalis came to church the was saying that he wants to see the pastor at the point of preaching so the assistant pastor say you cannot come in to see the but he's preaching why okay said so it's a matter of life and death and so then he places that okay what's the matter He now explained that he came around to do some of his performance ritual then while going his bike broke down and was urinating where the sun be that uh billboard of the churches and he just used his, um, what would I say, urine and sprinkling it on the board. And the man was telling him to say, uh, what does the billboard, what has it done to you? Why will you do that and then? Leave all of them. Who knows who is there, that they are just fake pastors and things. But he said, since that night, he lost his peace. And he could not sleep. So the last voice he heard is that, he said, a voice woke him up in the middle of the night. And said, in the next seven days, you are going to die. If you don't go to that church and confess what you've done. So that's what brought him to church. And He said, Please, I don't want to die. So I'm saying the signboard just I mean, nobody is there. It doesn't do anything to the signboard. It does that is how jealous God is, and that talks about when we sanctify things to God, it doesn't jump it. Is. So from that day, I I forgot the more. I mean, yeah, forgot the more. Forgot the more, forgot the more. Yeah, so um, God is a sanctifier. With this, we're coming to an end of this, and I'm excited because we're going to new topic from the next session. Um before I close us in prayer, I don't know if there are contributions, comments, or um a pushback or thinking outland, or you want to share anything, please feel free to do this. Um now, but I was thinking, thinking
4: about the uh the example you've just given about uh, physical objects being dedicated to, to God. Um I I mean I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not making any uh, assertions here. In in terms of dedicating items to God, um, and this is maybe this is an open question to everyone. Um, if it's dedicated to God, does that mean it cannot be used for uh, mundane activities or for charitable activities? Um so the reason I say that is because a lot of our churches here in the UK, um, they are sometimes created for multi-purpose, which means just having it for Sunday services alone means you can't quite sustain uh, the use just because it's underwritten by loan and, and so on, and therefore you have to use it for several purposes. Uh, based on what you shared, what are your views, if any, I'm, again, I'm just putting it out there, um, where sanctuaries have been dedicated for godly purposes or Christian purposes, but then it's also made available for public use uh, in terms of just revenue generating and so on. Do you think there's a conflict? or? The
0: reason any father uh, <laughs> I'm sure you put me on the spot. But let me um ask. I will definitely my answer will be based on my understanding. Uh, so I am aware that uh some churches are practicing it in Nigeria, so such that you rent an all, you're not able to build the church, you just rent the all for your service days. And so the owner of the all can use it for anything they like for marriage. In fact, they can come in and smoke that when you come on Saturday, you you sweep. so since you are limited to that that Sunday you are using it it is sanctified that Sunday we can't do any out thing there on that Sunday
4: I'm sorry I'm we'll the other way around where the church actually owns the property okay so the church owns the property and there right. but it's also used for multi-purpose of course I know in some cases there'll be there'll be boundaries so if I know the Methodist Church for example you can't drink alcohol on their premises so that's one of the restrictions they've placed on public funds mm-hmm. But that said, use it for nurseries. Use it for other mundane activities. So it's just to hear your view on that. That's all. Um,
0: and I think what you've used, you've made the question simple. Mundane activity, no, you can't do that. Mundane activities, no, we can't do that. And if we are able to to say, okay, to sustain the bills and everything, we are renting this out. Definitely, you should know what we rent it out for. Say, for example, a worldly singer is coming and because of what we pay we want to use our all for that we can regulate some things since it's our all like you rightly said they are putting that you cannot smoke in fact they will write it in book this is the only land don't smoke so if you want to do naming yes you can do it you want to do wedding yes you can do it so there is going to be restrictions such that you know i mean this place is for god i mean if you are going to any other all and doing like that when you come here you should know that this is a dedicated place there are restrictions in fact, when Moses approached me, I remember God saying, off your shoe." Then I, I was thinking, why did he need to? Because this is different from where I'm coming. Just, just know that there's a difference there. So, uh, And that one speaks speak to someone that will say, well, I mean, God, leave me. Let me just misbehave before God. Is it not God? What's your concern with me? And things like that. We should. There should be a restriction. We should not be as free in the world and as free... So, so that's how I, I would put there as much as we are making but that things we can control just imagine i'm coming and i said want to be using your place as carbine in the night to distribute uh weeds and drugs he said no you don't need to ask twice he said no this is house of god because I want to make money so that with your money so i think that's why i' would put it there
5: a nice <sighs> thank you
0: Oh, yes, please go ahead.
3: Okay, so I would say thank you for the story that you shared about the uh the Native doctor or whoever he was. I think for me, what I could just, like, get from that is nice and encouragement when I get to my church to treat it nicely. <laughs> Not that I don't treat it nicely before, but it's kind of like that extra, you know, being more attentive And because sometimes, you know, we just get into places or we get into places and... Yeah, you just get into places, and like, yes, you know, that it's a church, but also this is the house of God. So, for me, what you just said, and I kind of like has given me like that extra thoughts that when I'm in church on Sunday, you know, I have to like, you know, like treat it more special because this is God's place. So just to treat it with more love and things like that. So how I would want someone to treat my home, not that I don't treat it nicely before, but I think it's, yeah, it's just giving me extra thoughts, you know, when I'm in church on Sunday, to give it more love, to be sincere. I don't know, it's just me. Thank you, Elvira.
0: Thank you, thank you. And maybe I will add to that, that it should not only be the church building, it should not be um, the church building Um should be something as a christian my life i've been dedicated so i can't do like an unbeliever. i mean i'm a living temple i'm a living temple i am uh, a living temple so it should not just be it should just be a lifestyle i think that's what it should become a lifestyle that anything called do you know i've realized if i have the the money if you are coming to me to say god said you should give me if it's the money that will not affect me because you mentioned god I, i will give you not because you're saying the truth, but because oh, so someone can know to say, okay, for life, I mention God. What would be your disposition about God? So if it's not something that, we, so if you're asking me, God says you're gonna give me my house rent I need to go. God, what was going to be? I need to confirm that. But just meet me. Give me a thousand error. It's not one thousand USD actually. It's one thousand error. So if it's something I can just give before you are missing, I don't need to ask you It's just like telling me your dad say you should do this, and I know okay so is that a reference and our life the way we interact with God? in fact i've had situation that uh, before now people write to churches my friend gave the example to say we are looking for accountants who will manage our money unfortunately now he said church now put advert outside to say we are looking for accountants they can't take church members, they have to go outside to Recruits because before now the story was if people are looking for loyal people, they come into the job because they believe these people are sanctified, they're dedicated. They will not defraud me, they will not steal from me, but uh <clears throat> God is helping us. <laughs> God is helping
2: well, us.
3: Well, I have a question. So you said that if anyone just comes to you and say to you that oh, God said they should you should give them maybe like one thousand naira or like ten thousand naira or whatever, you just like do it without knowing whether it's true or it's
0: not? Yeah, if it's something that will not affect me. Okay. Just, because we need yeah, to be there's, careful. There's, there's, no, there's no need to go and ask since you said God. I mean, so if it's something that will affect me, you hear God, I can hear God. I need to confirm. But if you are coming with something, I can just I can lose on the way and it will not have impact on me. I mean, God is able to take that from me the more, the more, the more, the more. So just take it and go. There's no prayer point about it
2: tell so you are telling me, Losage. What would you consider something that wouldn't affect you? So, yeah. what, what if the person was giving you because of. I remember watching a skit. I, I remember it was a skit, but I, I, I could relate to what the potential implications would be. So, this couple, they're quite. Um, so, they used kids to sort of preach the gospel. And it was a pastor who was someone quite wealthy in the church came and offered him. Money and at that time they needed I think they were trying to build the church or they needed money and so it was very tempting and stuff but then the person would eventually it eventually came out that he was giving it because he would want the pastor to do his bidding in the future so it's almost like buying your um you not being able to tell him the truth or I mean it turned out that the person actually had you know the way he got the money was not from um honest means. Which meant that obviously, if you're already giving the pastor money and he's collecting the money, would he be able to tell you the truth about what you're doing, like the shady stuff, kind of thing? But in the moment where he came to give, give him the money, it almost felt like you know, oh God, you know, God said I should give you this money, and it seemed like the perfect time because he needed the money okay. to do the church project. And so him, even I think even his wife was like, you know, you can't refuse that money. Please go and collect it, kind of thing. But it turned out that it was for an ulterior motive, right? So, but in that moment, it really seemed like the perfect, yes, God must have sent you because I was praying for this. Yeah. And it came, um, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, I don't want to close, but I would like to answer so that the purpose of people that are hearing, I'll just, then we take it to after party, we've got like six minutes more, and I need to close the prayer and uh, hand over to, to, to people. So, but I will say this, um, I've got the Holy Spirit, I've got the Holy Spirit, which is, like we said in the case of Abraham, it was timely. So God is not slack. God is doesn't speak after the deed has been done. So like you say, for the man, um, even though the man was not sensitive at that moment, the woman was able to put him there. And in my own case, I'm the one giving that. I'm not the one receiving. I'm not the one receiving. And personally, just naturally, um, I'm reluctant to give naturally. I mean. So you ask me to can't get, I can't get. I've collected because if you are giving me the number one, I'm thinking, Why are you giving me this? That's the first question I have to ask myself and be convinced. Why are you giving? Okay, we are friends. Okay, so I need to be to. Be. so. Holy Spirit is the advantage. We always okay, so when you now feel double way about it, then there's a pause there. So you can say, Okay, why don't you allow me to confirm this or do this? But in the case of giving out, so far, it's not something that will affect me. I mean something, if I eventually get lost, it's not going to put anything about me, let it just go and let's move on. However, I realized coming to Lagos that you just see people pegging. I mean, it's a profession. So you're going on the streets, and you just see someone and I was told that some people will wear suits so that you won't give them 15 Naira. So when they wear suits and they tell you, oh, bro, please, we such English, please, I need to help me with my transportation. So you can't give that person 500. You won't do that. So the packet boys always scam just to scam you. So from there, I need to be convinced. So whenever I see anybody, even when you say brother, even if you want to curate me, I'm already going. I'm not giving you attention. So in that case, I need Holy Spirit to convince you. Okay, listen to him. Okay, give it, cause that's the norm. It's a profession here. So we have the Holy Spirit who is able to to know you as much as I say I give, even if it's fifteen. I want to ask because it's the norm and it's a profession here. So I need to be sensitive and just know. This is what, what God is saying is, is just an is sincere person. I will just Christian and I know it's going to bring you a lot of questions. Uh, then we enter the after party, and we'll push it forward there. Um, yeah, we'll push it forward there. Uh, please let us pray. Lord, we thank you for another moment to to recap on what you've taught us. And we thank you for your grace and for your love, even bringing the world to us anew. I Heard it like never before. We pray, the goal is that we live out the transformation. May this be our portion, Lord, help us, not to only be the error, but the doer, because it is in the doing that the blessing lies. And Lord, as we've learned about you, I pray for everyone on this call, as well as many that will be listening to this later, that you you reveal yourself to them the more. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.